Welcome to Connect Canyons, a podcast sponsored by Canyon School District. This is a show about what we teach, how we teach, and why. We get up close and personal with some of the people who make our schools great. Students, teachers, principals, parents, and more. We meet national experts, too. Learning is about making connections. So connect with us. Few other events bring the country together like the Super Bowl. Last year's battle between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles drew the largest numbers of viewers in history. 115 million people tuned in to watch. Whether you're a football fan, maybe you're in it for the snacks, for the ads, halftime show, the Super Bowl is a unique American tradition that really borders on a national holiday for some. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Connect Canyons. I'm your host, Francis Cook. I'm joined today by three gentlemen who have a very strong background in football. First and foremost, Canyon School Superintendent Dr. Rick Robbins, former quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback for Southern Utah University. We're also joined by two of our newest head coaches. We have Coach Mark Albertson with Jordan High School and Coach Blake Burdett with Alta High School. Gentlemen, thank you all so much for being here today. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Now, I'd say it's arguable that this Super Bowl is going to have more eyes on it than even last year's record-breaking Super Bowl. You've got the Chiefs returning. You have eyes on Mark Mahomes, Blake Birdie. It's going to be a big game, and we have one of our own corner, excuse me, one of our own Canyons coaches right there in the mix of it. Alex Whittingham, defensive coach for the Chiefs. So off the top, let's get with the first question out of the way. Who's going to win? Well, I'll, I'll lead it off. Yeah, this Super Bowl, you know, great rematch uh, a few years back with the 49ers and the Chiefs. And um, I, I think uh, besides Coach Whittingham, there's so many Utah ties with Andy Reid and BYU and uh, also Fred Warner, mm-hmm. linebacker for the 49ers. It's all pro, also a, B, a BYU product. So so it's great to see those those Utah connections. Um, I, I think it's a 50-50 Kind of a pick em matchup. Uh, you have two great teams, two great coaches. They're amazing in all three phases of the game. And, and uh, you know, right now, uh, 49ers have kind of come out as a favorite, uh, according to the, the Vegas line. But I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs. I, I think uh, just that experience and, and Mahomes at quarterback, they've done this before. Um, you know, looking at their season and their ability to play well when it counts, uh, you know, when the lights burn the brightest has been kind of their – their, uh, you know, forte. So I'm, I'm looking for a close win, you know, maybe 30-28 Chiefs. Oh, okay. I think I, I'm, I'm a different camp. I mean, my kids would be mad at me if I didn't mention the other side of that. But um, <laughs> I think that, you know, if, if you think about the, you know, what kind of wins football games, I think defense really does win, a, win football games. And, you know, you talk about Fred Warner, you talk about the, you know, the 49ers, you know, offensive powerhouses, but their defense is so good. Um, you know, it's going to be tough to stop people like Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be tough to stop Pacheco. But uh, in the end, I think that it is the 49ers winning. I think it's a close one. I think it's 27-24. Wow. All right. I, I, you know, I'm taking a, even a different take from that. And, and with the defense, the way the Chiefs have played this year, the way their defense has come alive, you can't count Patrick Mahomes out. I mean, yeah. as far as, like, his weapons that he's got on the outside, it seems like somebody new steps up. You have Rashid Rice, the, the rookie ride receiver, that's just awesome. And, and Coach Albertson mentioned Pacheco, the, the running back, um, and then obviously Travis Kelsey. Um, 
I, I don't like the Chiefs, <laughs> but I, I'm going <laughs> to pick Me neither. Them. It's hard. <laughs> I get it. It is hard. I, you know, I'm going to pick them 27-14 over oh, wow. because you do have a new quarterback in Brock Purdy. It's the sure. biggest stage. Um, and I'm actually going to go a little further and say my my player of the game is Chris Jones from, yeah. from, from the really? Chiefs. Yeah. And, and the way he's playing, the, the, you know, he's so disruptive on that defensive line. And, uh, you know, I, I think that if the Chiefs put a little pressure on, on, on Purdy, I, 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 I just look at it like, you know, yes, he's kept, he's kept care of the ball a lot, but, uh, you know, he does have a – he has had some tendencies to have some errant throws, and, and I think that they're going to be pretty disruptive, especially with Chris Jones up front. You know, you've all mentioned these teams this year are really well-rounded, right? Strong defense, strong offense. But a lot of it does come back to that pressure on the QB. Soup, you were a QB. Yeah. You know, everybody knows Mahomes. We've been following him for years. Now you got Purdy coming in. Let's talk about that pressure on them. Yeah, I well, I wish I had the same rules and protections that these quarterbacks have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the NFL really is is a quarterback game, you know, and I think, you know, that's what people pay big money to see. They want to see these guys at the quarterback position and and I find it just fascinating. I mean, you look at Brock Purdy who's Mr. drafted Mr. irrelevant, last player in his draft uh, picked and then Mahomes obviously uh, a first round pick by the Chiefs. And just their different paths uh, to success, and and Purdy really, you know, being kind of that cerebral pocket passer type guy, he does have some mobility, but but still growing in the position, right? I yeah. mean, no one expected him to come on the scene the way he has, and and that also is a real tribute to to coaching. I mean, you hear people say that he's more of a systems guy because Shanahan's such a great coach, and he and he does have Debo and some of the guys that around him, McCaffrey. I mean, he does have great players, but. But he's also very intelligent, and he throws the ball in the right place in the right windows at the right time. So you can't take that away from him. But Mahomes, on the other hand, is to me, is the complete package. I mean, he, this guy has really developed as a pocket passer over the years. I mean, he kind of came into the league as just a scrambler, and, and really I think people downgraded him because he couldn't throw in the pocket. But mm -hmm. he's proven as of late that he's an MVP caliber passer and, and can throw on, out of the pocket or on the run, and, and obviously the great coaching behind that. So I, I too, I coach, I agree with Coach Burdett. I, I kind of give the edge to, to Mahomes in this one. But they're both, you know, extraordinary athletes and quarterbacks and just fun to see that, you know, they're on the biggest stage this week. I think Mahomes really started to shine in, in the playoffs and especially in the, in the conference championship game. I mean, some of his pockets were just money in the bag. Let's talk about that coaching strategy. We have Alex Whittingham there on the field. He's bringing in some of that, you know, Canyons coaching values. Coaches, can you talk to what we might expect to see him from him? What do we want to see from these coaches when it comes to our, you know, our students and our young athletes watching these games? Yeah, I think I, when you think about coaches and you think about some of the positive coaches that, that, I, that I've had, um, they're people that bring it every day. They're people that are high energy. They're, they're all about the kids. Um, but I think more than anything, I think that if you think about good coaches, you think about um, that whole educational coach. You know, we have, you know, coaches at, the, at every level have the opportunity to shape and mold individuals to become the best versions of themselves. Um, and that's what I've learned um, being in the Canyon School District is, you know, finding people and being around people that are there to shape and help and mold, you know, our student athletes and our students to become the best versions of themselves. Yeah, and I agree with that, everything that Coach Alberton said. So, um, 
with the NFL, with these coaches, I, I think that when you get to high level and, and you see these coaches, um, which ones are going to make the least mistakes, right? And um, and which ones are, are going to show for that big moment? You've got two great coaching staffs under Shanahan and Reed, and, and which ones are going to show? I mean, you you watch some championship games, and they're not doing the exact same things that they've been. They they got them there. They, mm. they maybe the moment's too big. I think these two great coaching staffs. Um, and, and back to to Coach Whittingham. I mean, he's in that family tree. I was at the University of Utah with Fred Whittingham and then Kyle Whittingham and 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 have had the chance to meet Alex and he's got a bright future. So that coaching tree, I think it's awesome. It's awesome for the state of Utah. Um, it, it's awesome for to, to have that connection um, and, and what a fun thing for that family to, to be able to have that and and maybe the, there's a fourth Whittingham down down the <laughs> down the way after Alex. So. Uh, and it's pretty fun to, to watch and, and see that coaching tree and, and for him to get that opportunity. Well, you know, you guys thinking about great coaches, I know over my playing career, like I I really admired my coaches because they were great teachers. Yeah. And I always felt like, you know, they they really understood me. They understood how to get the most out of me as an athlete. Talk to us a little bit about that role as a teacher, right? Because, trans, you know, translating what you know – in your brain as a coach about the X's and O's, which all of us know in the game. I mean, most people don't understand. It's like learning a different language, right? The X's and O's are so complex, and yet you're able to get these kids to learn all this material and then go out in a group of 11 and execute a play as a group. So just elaborate a little bit on that role as a teacher. Start. Sure. I'll <laughs> I'm happy to say, you know, there's a cliche out there that, that a lot of people talk about, and it's, and it's the kids don't don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, and, and I think that at this age and coaching high school football, even coaching in, in the collegiate level, um, you, you can have all the knowledge you want, and unless you're all getting everybody to go the same direction, then you're not going to be successful. Um, and I think that's such a valuable part in the teaching, and, and making sure that they understand, um, keeping it simple. I mean, there there could be. You could have an idea of running a very complex defense or offense, and this is what we're doing. But if you don't keep it simple and, and, and tailor it to the strengths of, of the, the players that you're coaching, you know you can, you can have this big ego and say, this is what we're doing no matter what. But if the players don't match that style and you don't teach it well, like you've mentioned, then, then what's the point? Like you're, just, you're probably going to be hitting your head against the wall because – your ego's in the way, and and uh, and the boys they, they they can't get what you're trying to. Even though you know it in your head, it's all about teaching it and making sure that they understand it as well. Um, so, yeah. um, I think I think too, kind of echoing that, um, you know, showing people that, that you care about them. You know, in the classroom, if you learn who kids are, you learn their learning styles, and you learn how they, you know, kind of what makes them tick. It makes teaching a lot more fun because you get to cater you know, all these lessons to who these individual kids are. And same on the football field. I mean, some of these kids are coming in with, from playing in third grade, some of these kids are coming in playing, you know, their, fir their first year is their senior year. And so there's so many different levels of, you know, coaching, or, you know, there's so many different levels of um, playing ability. And so taking a kid that maybe doesn't know anything about football and helping him learn the basics and learning him find a love and a passion for a sport is just such a rewarding experience. And also it's like helping kids who have been playing since they were, you know, 
first grade continue to learn and love and grow is just also is, is just as rewarding and it's a fun challenge right yeah. like it's a fun challenge to when it clicks and they get it and and uh, understand while we're doing this you know scheme because it matches what you can learn and you do well um, and uh, and just making sure that they're having fun out there i mean that's a big thing right you know some of your be- i mean my best memories and and i think that we can it's playing high school oh, football oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and and you remember that and you remember the the memories you have and 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 so it's trying to help them create those memories yeah. and, and create that that brotherhood or that that camaraderie that that they can get if they buy in and, and you know go through some hard stuff right yeah i i totally i appreciate that coach i i think you know now more than ever we need those those principles right i, I mean i think football it's one of those sports that that if you work hard at it you can really you can really be part of something special right, right? and you learn all of those those principles um so thinking about that as a coach and you guys are brand new you're coming into your programs um i think one thing that we all know about the most successful teams is they are very principle oriented right there are certain principles that are established in the program early that really dictate culture um and i think you know that's something in canyons we've really tried to do with whether it's our strategic plan or our portrait of a scholar that you know there are certain kind of a north star or there's principles that we want to embed that we want all of our kids to to have and so as you're thinking about building your programs what are those core principles that you want your players to really demonstrate and espouse that are going to represent success so so for me when i when i look at it i i look at friday nights as a school event you know football may be the main event the the main dish but We've got a band, we've got cheerleaders, we've got drill team, we've got students, all, all these things. It's an event, and, and it's not just for football. I mean, that's the thing I would first say is that, is that we have to work as a community. Um, we've got to work all together to have the experience for everybody. Um, and, and football is the driver to, to get there and, and to do those things. And I think that as we understand that it's a community and you, and you – and the boys realize that this is a community event, and we're all in it. Um, football's the biggest team in every school, right? And so as you're getting recognized, as you're walking down the hall, like what kind of person are you? Are you saying hi to, um, to the kid that, that is sitting alone every day? Um, are, are you, are you, or, or are you just passing them by? And, and so just making sure that they know that that we can be good citizens and and we can be nice to everyone. You know, they may stick out the football players. They might have a tie on and, or a jersey on or whatever they might have on game day. But just making sure that everybody feels included, making sure that uh, that we're not um, we're not we're not better than anybody else. Um, and, and I think that's a good life lesson. Um, first of all, going through the hard stuff together to build those teams. We've all been part of teams. I mean, Canyon School Districts here is a team. Um, you know, the job that I do on an on everyday basis, I have a team that I work with. And so you learn how to work with those teams. And the community and the school is a team. And, and it's not just about football, but it's about all these other things. And, and if we can bring that together um, and bring the community together, I, I think it teaches those valuable lessons as they go on to life, into college or, you know, in their families, in their church or whatever it might be they can be part of a community and a part of a team and uh, 
So those are some of the principles that I'm trying to. Yeah. To, to Good to stuff. Entail, so. Yeah. Um, kind of echoing that too, man. I'm just gonna echo you. Uh, all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, one of the one of my old programs that I coached for, we had a we had a saying that we lived by. It was where we where we go one we go all, and I think that that kind of follows along with you know that community aspect that we really are. Right, football might be the you know the culminating event to Friday, but we have so much more that's you know band, drill, um, even like the other sports and the other kids at the school. Like we are one community, we are one legacy that we're trying to build upon. Um, you know, go, being at Jordan, having the school around, be around for almost 120 years. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of legacy and there's a lot of things that our kids can build upon to help create that positive community. Um, whether that's in their own families later on down the road or it's, that's in their community, in their families right now, the communities we live in, and really just in the school community. Um, I, I think I had a, a conversation today with a couple kids, and I said, you know, what other, what, whatever other kids are doing is fine, but as Jordan football players, we live to a higher standard. And that's just, that's just helps setting the, the cultural norm of what we want to accomplish at, at Jordan High School or whatever high school we're at. You know, I think that's a that's a good point and taking it away into your community, into your family. You know, I was a, a junior high and high school athlete and you know, whether you're in band, whether you're in theater, you're building that camaraderie, that that team, right? And you don't I think in the moment realize how many of those values you're instilling into your players that they will then, you know, walk through life with and help them mold them into the the people that they will become. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I think one of our greatest challenges coming out of the pandemic that we've seen is just loneliness, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, we, for so long, we were separated and you had to stay apart. And, and I think those mental health challenges have really kind of stuck with us through the, after the pandemic and through the pandemic. And so, you know, these connections, I, I've always said, you know, it's these kinds of activities uh, and it doesn't sports or the arts or, or whatever it is academics but getting back together and really building those relationships to me that's going to get us you know to the next step and really re-engage and energize our kids yeah. well let's uh you know we've got all these these great talk about team and community and now we're america's about to become one big community on sunday so uh final thoughts on bringing that home in the NFL and our, our NFL players and coaches being that that beacon that you know hope to look at and what you could be potentially become in the future yeah I well I'm sad that it's in Las Vegas and I'm a Raider fan and it's in our <laughs> our stadium so that, that for me is going to be a little bit a little bit tough but yeah I, I think just you know football is such a cultural uh, thing and it, and it brings us together and I, I hope that's what happens Sunday no matter where you're at uh, or what your walk of life is, I, I hope everyone will just take a minute to connect with those that they love. Um, you know, tell them that you love them. Maybe give them an extra hug. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the food. It, it is a couple of hours for us all to kind of unwind and enjoy a little bit of Americana. And, and I, I really, I thoroughly enjoy that. I know these two do as well. So that's kind of my my final thoughts. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think about. I'm going to say it, Taylor Swift. But my kids, they, they're starting to love football now because they see people that they recognize. Yeah. And they're like, oh, man, I love football. Like, and they want to watch football with me now. So it's going to be really fun to like have 
you know, my own little Hayden Panettiere's from Remember the Titans sitting next to me, <laughs> watching football with me, and, and actually learning and understanding, you know, what I do as part of my job, and then went to have her at practice with me and see, you know, the connections that I have with the kids, and, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited that, you know, football is one thing that can bring people together, and we can have a good time with it, you know, regardless of the outcome. Taylor's bringing in a whole new generation of fans. Yep. I'll take it. it. It is, and my, my seventh grade daughter at, at Draper Park, um, Elizabeth, she, she reminded me of Taylor math last night. <laughs> That, that four the 49ers four plus nine is 13 I guess 13 is her favorite number <laughs> the flight from Tokyo to Las Vegas yep, 13, 13. Hours. Mm -hmm. the date is 211 two plus you know 13 plus 87 <laughs> you know is so she's reminding me all this Taylor math the Taylor Swift and 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 it is fun like my daughters would never like sit and watch football until this year with me and is is Travis Kelsey playing and, <laughs> and, and it's fun it is fun it is fun to make that connection you know because Football and sports have been such a big part of my life, and, yeah. and I love that my daughters are both in, in theater and singing and, and doing that part. Um, but uh, for, for me, it's, it's been nice to do that. So the, the, um, the superintendent's like, thought like, yes, it, it is something that brings us together. We can relax. It is, is part of Americano, and that's the great part about it. And, uh, you know, be a little gluttonous on that day and, and <laughs> you know, have a, a little extra food and and it's fun. It's a, it's a fun time. So, Well, I want to thank you all for joining us, for coming together with us. Brand new coaches, head coaches. We're really excited to see Wish what you're going to bring you next year. Next season, we'll uh, no pressure. No pressure. Soup and I are going to be there with bells <laughs> yeah, no, on. No pressure, all fun. That's <laughs> right, all, that's all fun. That's right. As long as we're having fun on the field, that's what matters, Enjoy right? the process. Yeah. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate you all being here. Thank, thank you, you, Francis. And thank you for watching. If there's a topic you'd like to see or hear discussed on Connect Canyons, send us an email to communications at canyonsdistrict.org. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connect Canyons. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Canyons District, or on our website, canyonsdistrict.org.